Thank you, Kelly Robinson. That's who that is. You've all been wondering. That's Kelly Robinson, longtime friend. Thank you very much, and welcome to our program. I am Neil Sperry, and for 34 years or so, I've been doing this program on Saturday mornings, and I hope you've been listening part of that time. Hope if you're a brand newcomer to us, welcome. We talk gardening, landscapes, and gardens here live on Saturday mornings. You can call right now. Jared Taylor is running the boards in the other studio and uh, doing all the hard stuff. He answers the phones, gets you screened and ready to go on the air, and uh, he runs the big board and uh, keeps us uh, keeps us running in uh, in difficult times sometimes. So be nice to Jared. He is very important to me. Our toll-free number from anywhere you can hear me, 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080. We're carried on about 33, 34, 35 stations across the state of Texas. I will be very candid in telling you that some of our stations drop away uh, on some days in the fall because they are also obligated to some of the various uh, football teams, football games, and... Uh, some of those teams are playing now, and I, I get that. I understand that. I know my place in the universe. I know where I am. I'm in Texas. And so uh, this is going to be a good time for you to call through. This is historically a time that that uh, that more timid uh, broadcasters would be trembling. But I've done this, as I say, for 34 years and commercial broadcasting for 44 years of a horticultural nature. And I know that it, it's uh, a little harder to get calls at this time of year. So here is my request of you. If you've wanted to ask a gardening question, please call now. If it's about your landscape or your garden, houseplants, please call now. Because I'll be looking for calls now. That's, uh, that's the best way I can phrase it. I need some help. need some calls. 888-256-1080. There are people who are out there doing things. They're actually out in their landscapes and gardens because the weather is beautiful in must, much of Texas right now. And it hasn't been beautiful for many months. And so and that's uh, one thing that's occupying people's time. And uh, also watching ball games and being at ball games, et cetera, et cetera. So please call now, 888-256-1080 for the uh, Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Uh, some things that are very important for uh, the middle of October uh, which is exactly where we find ourselves now. You can certainly plant pansies now and ornamental cabbage and ornamental kale. These are the hardiest of the winter uh, flowers and, and color plants. Uh, ornamental cabbage and kale, obviously, you plant for their foliage. You can plant violas, which are the small flowering pansies. Uh, they're all related. They're very closely related. Uh, pansies are violas, after all. You can plant uh, pinks, the uh, the single and, and semi-double uh, carnation relatives, they are very fragrant and they're very beautiful. They are winter hardy in all but the very coldest parts of the northern panhandle. We have a lot of listeners in the Amarillo area and in a protected location, pinks will do well. And I've seen them uh, go through winters even out in the open. So uh, those are those are some of the most hardy, the hardiest of the, the cool season annuals. Uh, you also can plant snapdragons and uh, in South Texas, calendulas and uh, English daisies and just a lot of things. So we can talk about that if you'd like to. Uh, you do have time to fertilize your lawn in South Texas. Pretty late to be doing so in North Texas. It's too late to be planting new turf grass from solder seed in most of the state. Uh, if you're going to be overseeding or planting ryegrass from seed or overseeding with fescue, try to get that done as soon as you can. 
Um, it's a little bit late. Next year you would want to do it a little bit earlier, uh, just to, just because it's better if you do it a little bit earlier. Um, keep your leaves picked up off your lawn. They're starting to fall. This wind that came through yesterday blew a lot of leaves out. Go ahead and mow them and mulch them and bag them uh, when the, the biggest bulk of the leaves starts to come down and uh, use those in the compost or use them as a mulch beneath uh, uh, trees, uh, beneath shrubs and around perennials. Don't leave a big mass of uh, leaves on top of the uh, grass. That's too much for about a two-week period. It would be too much organic matter. That's uh, that's enough to get it started. Calls are beginning to come in, and I'd love to hear from you as well. So let me quit talking and, and begin to open up the line so that you can call. We will start in just a moment with Randy from Amarillo, and uh, would love to hear from you wherever you are. So once again, that phone number, toll-free anywhere you can hear me, 888-256-1080, the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Please let me tell you about my book, and I have a very special offer going on for my book right now for a very limited time. I'll be signing books as soon as I get off the air with a couple of programs that I have today. I'll be headed for home, and I'll be signing books uh, this evening. And this limited-time offer is the Christmas offer. You're hearing all kinds of things about slow delivery through the Postal Service and through the other delivery services. Well, we're not taking that chance. We are putting this offer out early. And uh, I also got so far behind last year on signing books. I had 2,000 to do in two weeks with about three weeks out from Christmas. I got them done, but I, I can't do that. Can't promise that this year. So here is my offer. The first book that you buy, if you want to give it as a Christmas gift, the first book is regular price. That would be your book. But the second and third ship to the same mailing address, $31. $36.95 for the first one. And then the lowest price, the biggest discount I've ever offered for Christmas gift giving, just $31 each, almost a $6 discount for the second and third books. This is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. I self-published this book so I could have it exactly the way I wanted it. 344 pages, 840 of my best photographs. It's a hardback printed on high-quality paper, and it covers everything about outdoor gardening, lawns, landscapes, flowers, fruit, and vegetables in its 11 chapters. And it's for every county in the great state of Texas. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar of when to do everything. Your satisfaction is fully guaranteed or I'll refund every penny. 68,000 copies sold so far and not one request for a refund. Again, it is not in stores. It is not on Amazon. You buy it directly from my office, either from my website or by calling the office Monday through Friday business hours. The better way is from the website. Oh, by the way, I sign every copy as it sells. So, here are the two ways to order. That's from neilsperry.com or by calling my office weekdays, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. But the better way is at Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. When people think of Mueller, they think of quality steel buildings and durable metal roofing. But that name Mueller means so much more. It means you'll have a product manufactured by Mueller, including in-house engineers, to help design the building of your dreams. It means you'll have a company in business for 90 years standing behind your warranty. And it means you'll get tons of added value, such as roofing, site visits, forklift delivery, and a Mueller assurance team that's ready to help you along the way. 
And Mueller is on the cutting edge, designing and manufacturing new products, like their greenhouses and standing seam roofing panels. If you'd like to find out more about Mueller products, go to MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. Or stop by one of their 33 locations. MuellerInc.com. Mueller means more. I'll have more after this message. All right, Kelly, thank you very much indeed. Let me reinforce that phone number. It's 888 888- Two five six ten eighty. We have a couple of lines open for you right now, and I'd love to hear from you. Let's go ahead and fill those up, won't you please? Don't be calling right before I go off the air at noon. Call now, 888-256-1080. We go to Randy and Amarillo. Randy, good morning. Thanks for calling. Good morning, Neil. Um, last, uh, well, it was late in the fall, really. I filled, broke a concrete pool up and... Uh, fill it with dirt and then I planted a Bermuda seed probably about four weeks ago it's coming up pretty good I just wondered what my chances are and what I need to do next well the the chances are let's see that would have put it uh, middle of September that's that's pretty late especially as far north as you are but you know it's it's there and what we need to do is hope for the best and um if you have access, it doesn't cost very much. If you have access to a, a product called Frost Cloth, uh, it's okay. a, I don't know if you've ever used it for protecting uh, vegetables in the springtime from late frosts or um, any other plants, uh, flowering shrubs that are, are blooming early and you get a late frost. But it works. It really works. I used to do a program from the ballpark in Arlington when the Rangers first opened up the really pretty ballpark. And before that park opened, they covered the entire field with frost cloth. They were getting their new sod established. It's a crazy thing to see. You look out there, and it looked like it had snowed over the whole thing. And my goodness, that grass was beautiful when they opened it up. It it uh, is a white gauze-like fabric, a heavy fabric, but it lets light through and lets water through, and um, and it protects. It gives six or eight degrees of, of protection. If you had some of that to lay down uh, to help it uh, uh, protect it, uh, I think that might help a good deal. I, I really have no experience with what I'm saying other than what I've observed there and a couple of other places, but that might give well, it a, a leg up if it gets really cold really early. You all... Okay, well, I had some, I had some good heat... Uh... You know, last few days, but also it's gotten cold. You know how it is up here in Amarillo. Yeah, I do. I was going to but, say, you guys uh, have a habit of having strange weather, if you hadn't noticed. <laughs> oh, yeah, it could be 890 again for a month, you know. Yes, know. yes. But uh, on that cloth, is it heavy enough, or do you have to hold it down with the edges or something, or what do you do? Yes, you would want to. You'd, you'd want to put stones or bricks or something around the edges. I put that last February. We didn't get anywhere near what you got, but, but we... Uh, we got down to four below zero, and I put it over some plants that normally would have been toasted to the ground, some cast iron plants, and yeah. uh, and it, it kept them from freezing, completely kept them from freezing, and, and I use it every year. I buy a big roll of it and just keep it and use it when I have to. Uh, it's a it's a wonderful big, product. Big box stores? Um, 
Not necessarily. They might have it, but they may have it in, in four-foot widths, and you you might be better off. I don't know how big this area is. That would work for what you're doing. That would probably work. What Pretty I have big. is either eight- or ten-foot width. Okay. Yeah. The, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the one thing. The, Randy, maybe. Randy, the thing you want to avoid, and I'll come back to, to a The one thing you want to avoid is anything green. Green absorbs, and there's a, a brand out there that is green. That absorbs too much uh, solar radiation. Um, I okay. think you'd be better off probably going to an independent garden center or to a feed store and having them okay. order it in. I just hope you don't have to buy 10,000 feet of it or something. You know, you don't need that. But just ask for frost cloth and tell them the dimensions of what you're trying to cover. And hopefully it won't okay. cost more than 25 or $30. And hopefully it's not on a barge out, you know, a tanker outside Los Angeles somewhere. <laughs> okay, the only other thing I would say, ask is, um, sure. let's say some of it comes up. What, uh, how are the next spring should I throw some more Bermuda on there? Or In your area, I'd say about the 1st of May. First May, okay. Yeah, how big is this area? How how much by well, how I'd much? I'd say it's about 32 total length by maybe 20. All right. The other thing you could do, um, there, there's a risk that that soil will settle. Was it packed and packed and repacked as you put the soil in and filled in? Well, it was packed pretty good. It has some, some but it was built up pretty good, so it, it's been all right. All right. Well, you need to be really careful that it doesn't settle and have a big bowl out there a year from now or two years because then you're really in a pickle because it's hard to fill it after you have the grass going. But I was going to say you could buy some common Bermuda sod. Common is the is the variety that your seed is. And okay. you could cut it into squares, into into six-by-six-inch squares, and plug those 18 inches apart and, and not mess with the the seed if you wanted to do that you could do that after the first of may where you are as far north as you are for most of the yeah. state for my other listeners april 15 is the best time okay all right sir that's you a great question i'm glad you called this morning have a good day take you care too, Neil. all righty all right let's see what we have we're going to go to uh, debbie debbie where are you hello debbie is she there, do you think, Jared? Okay. All right, I'll tell you what we'll do. Jared, put her back on hold, and we'll check on that. Let me give you the phone number again, folks. We now have that open line, and I'd love to hear from you as well. It is 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080. We think that Debbie may have dropped, and so, Debbie, call back, if you will, please. 888-256-1080 is the number. We'd love to hear from you, need to hear from you, all in one breath there. Let me tell you about Neil Sperry's eGardens. This is my electronic newsletter. It's one of the things I really enjoy doing each week. It's like an old-fashioned garden section. It comes from my computer, my iMac, directly well through through Gretchen at her desk. She puts it together. I do all the writing, and she assembles it uh, in the in the style that is needed to go out on the internet, then through constant contact, we email it to you. So indirectly, it comes from my computer 
to your email every Thursday, just a little after 6 p.m. And I try to have the stories be things that are extremely pertinent for that week in uh, in Texas gardening. And so I'd like to have you subscribe to it or at least take a look at it. Uh, there is a sample posted on my website. That's where you sign up for it. You have to subscribe to it because we have to have your email address. But I will promise you that I will never abuse your email address. I don't send any spams. I don't send any uh, offers, any invitations, any notices, anything other than eGardens. That's what you'll get is eGardens. I don't sell or give your email address to anybody. You get eGardens, just what you uh, bargained for. And if you ever want to unsubscribe, it's a simple process. Nothing to worry about. But if you'd like to see what it looks like before you sign up, I can't blame you at all, go to neilsperry.com, click on the eGardens tab. There always will be a featured plant of the week. There always will be a, and this week it was Hoyas. It was really a, 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 a find that I made, Hoyas, wax plants. Oh, my goodness. I found the website of all time on Hoyas and a man who has just made a passion of this plant. Just stumbled into it. Um, you also will always have a featured question of the week, and you also will always have a, a, a column that I call Gardening This Weekend, where I outline the most important tasks for this specific weekend, the things you need to get done in the next three or four days. That's what eGardens is about, plus a couple of other uh, things. Diane Sitton had a wonderful story on East Texas and why fall is the most wonderful season of the year in East Texas. She's in Southeast Texas, and she loves where she lives. So anyway, that's that's what eGardens is. Take a look at it at neilsperry.com and I hope you'll sign up for it. That's at N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Click on eGardens. I'll have more after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. Indeed, call right now. Debbie is gone, gone for good, apparently, did not call back. That number is 888-256-1080. And would love to have some calls right now. As I mentioned at the outset, I know that a couple of our stations, a couple that uh, often contribute a lot of calls, are uh, doing... uh, they're carrying football games right now, and so we lose those listeners and callers, and that sets me back just a little bit. So that is your advantage, because I know you're listening, or you wouldn't be hearing this comment. And so it's your opportunity to call right now, 888-256-1080. Call me now, if you will, please. A couple of comments that I will make. I get a lot of questions about saving seeds out of the vegetable garden and what can be saved and what can't. And I always uh, recommend that folks uh, think back to whether what they what they have was listed as a hybrid seed. Tomatoes, for example, that you buy as transplants are very often hybrid tomatoes, and those will not come true from seed. Same is true for many of the flowering annuals that we have. They don't. They're they're very carefully controlled crosses done by uh, uh, hybridizers. And uh, when you plant the seed, you, you get some uh, resemblance of the parents, but you don't get the same variety back. And so don't try to save the seed. It's not worth that. You're saving a, a penny a plant, and you're costing yourself uh, disease resistance, uh, uh, yield, um, all kinds of things that you want. Um, and and uh, so don't do that. Continue to spend a little extra money to buy the better seed or the better transplants. The same is true of planting uh, fruit trees from seed, peaches, for example, from seed. 
don't ever do that. Just don't do that because um, you have about one in 10 or 20,000 chance of getting a good peach variety and the tree is going to cost you 20 or $30 and you get a 100% chance of getting a known improved variety when you do that. As long as you have consulted the lists of, of the best varieties for your county and the Extension Service has that list. Good reference books have those lists, and uh, you can you can pinpoint that, and then you go out and seek the best variety for your area. And if you get those, then you have a 100% chance of success with those varieties if you care for the trees properly. So that's the reason that you don't always want to save seed. Now, there are times, for example, Porter Tomatoes, that variety. Uh, Gene Porter and his dad, uh, I think his father, uh, developed that variety scores of years ago and it comes true from seed and so you can save the seed from that and some of the other old varieties um i get a lot of questions about acorns some people hate them some people love them some people i want to see if there's a way to make an an oak uh, fruitless so that it won't bear acorns and uh, and the answer is no. That's just the way that uh, oaks uh, operate. One year you'll have a big acorn crop like you do on pecans. The next year you won't have any. It, it's their alternate bearing. Their nut crops, uh, oaks are, and the acorns will will vary from one year to the next. And there's no way to to make a an oak uh, fruitless. Um, then there are people who want to know how to plant them. Well, you harvest them right away as soon as they will fall into your hands from the, the tree or as soon as they hit the ground. You don't leave them on the ground two days. You just harvest them right away. Don't pick them green. Don't pull them loose. But but as soon as they're mature enough to, to fall, you plant them because there are little maggots that get into them and will tunnel around within the embryo and, and ruin the, the acorns. If an acorn rattles, it's no good. If it floats, it's no good. And if it has a hole in it, it's no good. That's where the, the uh, larval insect has emerged. So you can always test, uh, if you have 100 acorns, you can test if they're any good or not by putting them in a bucket of water and those that float, those that rattle first, those that float, or those that have holes are discarded. Plant them. It doesn't matter which way you plant them. Nature doesn't care. But just for ease, I plant them about twice as deep as the acorn is long, and I plant them with the uh, the, the the cap end, the end you can press down without poking your finger. Uh, put that on the top and uh, about twice as deep as they are tall. I plant mine in, in one or two-gallon pots, one per pot, Nature takes care of it, and I do that in the fall as soon as they fall. So anyway, that gets you started on those two topics that come up every once in a while. We have a couple of uh, calls. Let me uh, see where we are time-wise. We can, we can take one up now, Linda in Palestine, and then we'll uh, come back and, and take Mary in Fort Worth uh, right after a break. Let's take Linda right now. Linda, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. How can I help? I need some help with my rose bushes. They're looking kind of scraggly, and uh, I lost one because of the freeze. So I was just wondering what can I do to make them look healthier next spring? Okay. Um, Well, first of all, we need to know why they don't look healthy, uh, and that's that's going to be a real process to diagnose that. How long have you had them? Uh, probably uh, five years. I planted them probably five years ago. All right. And they have looked really good until how long? 
ago? Uh, the last two years. All right, you've had them five, and how many is the last few years out of those five? The last two. Oh, last two. I missed that. All right. Um, are they in any? I'm, I have two questions, and I don't know which to ask first. I'll just start with the easy one. Are they in any more shade now than they were two years ago? No, they get full sun all day long. All right, that's good. That's what sun. they need. That's good. And then the next question I have, um, yeah, I'll, I'll ask it a little differently. Um, do you know what varieties you have? Are these are these uh, the really good varieties, the the earth kind varieties recommended by A and M, or do you know what you have? Uh, I do not remember. Okay. The reason I ask that is there are some varieties that are really prone to black spot and powdery mildew, and the earth kind varieties from Texas A and M have been selected and and identified as being bulletproof to to black spot or almost bulletproof. And mm-hmm. there were about 20 varieties. I don't remember the exact number, but that uh, Steve George, Dr. Steve George, and others with A and M have uh, have tested and retested and re-retested at many different gardens, and they are the ones that are deemed to be the most dependable in Texas. So if you replant, those would be the ones to consider. They're called Earthkind roses. Earthkind. Okay. Um, and, and then the last and the most difficult question I will ask is. Uh, are you familiar with rose rosette virus? Do you have you heard of that? Uh, no, I have not. All right, that is a fatal disease. I don't know if how how prevalent it is in your exact area. Uh, it has decimated roses in the DFW area. I would have a hard time showing you a good rose bush in Dallas Fort Worth, and that's been true for about ten years. But it was pretty much localized. I live in DFW, and it was pretty well localized. I got lots of calls and comments and photographs from people outside DFW, and their roses, you know, had small problems. And and uh, compared to Rose Rosette, I have on my website at neilsperry.com photographs of Rose Rosette. I leave them archived there because it is such a major problem in in parts of Texas. You might want to look at those and see if your roses have looked like that as the year has progressed, the last two years. And if that's the case, then then what you need to do is all there on my website. It's a a booger bear. It has caused uh, loss of millions of roses and uh, many millions of dollars worth of research to try to figure a workaround, and there is not one yet. Um, but I hope that's not what you have. It finally hit my roses out in the country, um, oh, no. carried by a microscopic mite, and uh, that's carried in the wind. And there's no prevention for the mite and no control for the mite. So it, it really is. So that this disease has been around for 80 years, and it just has really flared up in the last 10 or 12 so that's that's one that I'm going to have to leave to you to go to neilsperry.com and look at the photos that I have. I have a lengthy explanation that uh, is is very accurate and and I think will help you. Okay. Thank you so very much. We didn't we didn't get you a definitive answer but we gave you some direction. So thank you yeah. for the call Linda. Uh, you betcha. Appreciate it. Have a good day. All right, let me take a break, and then we'll come back to Mary in Fort Worth. If you would like to call, we'd love to hear from you, and it's quite easy. That number is uh, 888-256-1080, 888-256-1080. 
1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. My book is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. I have information in it on Rose Rosette Virus. If you have the book, you can find it. If you don't, you'll find it when you get it. So there you are. It makes the perfect gift that would be used and remembered for years. I didn't mention to you earlier in the first ad that this special offer that I'm making is only good through November 15. That's a very important thing for you to know because you need to get the book ordered right away if you're going to use it as a gift and if you want this lowest price that I've ever offered the lowest biggest discount I need to phrase it that way the biggest discount that I've ever offered on the book as a Christmas order it uh, it it comes with the second and third books that you buy first book is regular price if you just buy one you pay 36.95 as thousands of people have done this is the fifth printing of the book I'm getting ready to order the sixth printing in the next week or two and so it has sold very well, and I'm grateful for that. Uh, this uh, The book is thirty six ninety five, but the second and third books mailed to the same mailing address are only $31. That's almost a $6 savings if you order it as a, as a gift. And that special is good only through November 15. You're hearing all of the people, uh, the, the Postal Service and the other delivery services, saying that they're going to have slow delivery this Christmas. So I want to get this out there early for you. Plus, I sign every copy. Last year it was 2,000 in the last two weeks. I can't do that again. I just can't. So I'm making the best deal earlier this year. 344 pages, 840 of my best photos. The book is not in stores and it's not on Amazon. It's written for every county in Texas. It covers every detail about outdoor gardening for lawns, landscapes, flowers, fruit, and vegetables. Satisfaction completely guaranteed, or you get all of your money back. 68,000 copies sold, not one request for refund. Here are the two ways you can order it. You can order from my website, or you can call my office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. The office phone number is 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. But the better way is to order it from my website. That's neilsperry.com. I'll be signing this evening and tomorrow evening. That's N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. That's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, the special offer through November 15 only. More after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you a lot. And we go back to our phones. We go to Mary in Fort Worth. Mary, this is Neil. Good morning. Thank you for calling. Thank you for waiting. Good morning. You're right. What can I do for you? I am hoping that you have knowledge of somebody working on possibly a genetic attack of certain kinds of invasive vines. Um, I have some that occurred initially in the um, flower beds, but I just have Texas sage in the front, and that's really all that's in that bed, and the vines are just taking over. However, um, which makes uh, it hard to keep them out of the bushes, but um, it's gone all into the yard, and I don't know if that's because we had a very cold winter followed by a very hot, dry summer. Um, well, the summer wasn't know. all that hot and dry, Mary. What what was the? Uh, I live in DFW also. What was what is the vine? Do you know? I wish I did. I I suspect one is uh, the Japanese knot vine because it does it grows uh, up the limb and then it doubles back and 
goes under and literally makes a knot around whatever it's growing on. Right, what what color is it? Um, both of them are green. Um, the vines okay. can grow. Uh, the, the small vines will be uh, kind of a lime green. And then the uh, as they mature or get thicker, because I didn't see one sneak up a, a branch, it will have almost a plum-colored skin over the green. Plum, you say? Purple? Plum? Yeah, so, yeah right. sort of a purple. All right, I just was making sure it wasn't daughter. Do you know daughter? It's the parasitic vine that's kind of a, a yellowish green, a very much yellow. Yeah, yeah I okay. Don't I don't know what the vine is, but the answer is going to be the same. I don't think you need any genetic engineering for controlling it. <laughs> I, I, I have, I live in a wooded area, and, and it was untamed virgin woodland when we moved there. Uh-huh. And there were all kinds of vines, from poison ivy and supplejack to. Uh, Smilex briars and honeysuckle and other things that had drifted in and, and had grown. And the the steps that I took to eliminate them, there were two or three things that I did. Uh, number one uh, is not available to you at this point, but clear-cutting the vines so that you just get them back to the ground in a in a wooded area will get rid of most vines. That that would have been the starting point years ago if, if they had okay. been there when this landscape went in. Number two would be to uh, to cut them to the ground and and leave the vine in the in the uh, shrubs so that you can tell where they are uh, after they die and turn brown it, it makes it easier to identify them and and hopefully to, to clip them into smaller pieces and get them out once they're brittle oh uh, I have laid on my stomach and Okay. Well, okay. Without seeing it, it's hard for me to describe. I'm just telling you what I have done in my landscape. Uh, Some vines are harder to eliminate because they're slimy. Honeysuckle is very slimy, and it's hard to pull (laughs) out. And clipping it and letting it dry makes it much easier. Uh, Smilax briars are obviously prickly, and and uh, uh, but they're handled very differently because they do not wrap around. They just sprawl over, and uh, so that's it's a different set of circumstances. Um, but what I do with the, the most tenacious vines, like a bindweed and uh, or wild morning glories, is I will buy uh, I will I will use a hoe to cut it off at the ground or scrape it off at the ground and get rid of all the existing plants, and then I will use landscape uh, weed blocking fabric. It's oh, good idea. And I cut it and fit it. Uh, I don't even cut it into rectangles or squares or circles or anything. I just cut it so that it, I can push it up around my shrubs, and then I shingle it, overlap it by about four inches, um, and, and we'll cut it into erratic pieces just so I can get it fit back in there. I'm, I'm putting my hands over one another. And, and then I'll lay it in, and then I come back with pine bark mulch or with shredded tree leaves to camouflage it so I don't have to look at it. I leave that for a year before I even think about taking it away, and that will choke out the roots. If it's a perennial vine, that will choke out the roots and, and okay. kill it and it, keep it from coming back. So that's the ultimate way to get rid of the vines. And, and you can also spray with a broadleafed weed killer if you are using only 2,4-D, and if you are only applying it to the regrowth down at the ground level with maybe a little spritzer bottle or something. So those are all things that I've done, and each vine gets its own different treatment. That's great. Do you have that information on your website as well? Uh, It's probably in the website in the Frequently Asked Questions 
uh, portion. Okay. It's it's also right. in, in, in my book, so it's both places. Well, sorry to make you talk about binds again. But no, I don't mind at all. I, listen, everybody listening has one or more of those, so no, you're in uh, fine shape. Appreciate okay. your call. Have a great day. Thank, Thank you. you. You betcha. Yeah, my website is the next thing I was going to talk about, and that's neilsperry.com. And uh, my frequently asked questions uh, on that website is actually 1,001 frequently asked questions. That was a book that I wrote at one point, and that publisher went uh, went bankrupt about a month after my book came out. Not because of my book, but because of many books, all cumulatively. And so I decided, okay, after I bought the remainders, the, the leftover books, I uh, and and use them for another purpose. I thought I'm just going to put this. Good, I own the rights to the book. I'm just going to put it. I'm not going to try to publish it and do anything more with it. I'm just going to put it on my website. And so I went through it. I let it sit for a couple of years, and I went through it and updated everything to make sure it was all correct, and put it on the website. It's a big part of my website, but there it is for you at absolutely no charge. That's uh, neilsperry.com, Frequently Asked Questions. I think you'll find a lot of good information there. Uh, you'll also find the archived information about Rose Rosette Virus, and that is the only place you can sign up for Neil Sperry's eGardens, my free electronic newsletter. And it is the only place you can, other than calling my office, it's the only place you can buy my book. 68,000 people, or almost that many, other than the people who have called my office, have bought my book through my website. That's at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Let me tell you about Mueller also. It seems like these days temporary storage facilities are on every street corner, but let's do some math. For what you are paying in yearly costs for that storage room that you're renting, you could own your own metal storage building in your own backyard, and you don't have to pay rent then. How's that happen? Well, with a Mueller backyard building. Their backyard building kits are easy to assemble with a bolt-together design, and they're priced right. You keep your stuff at home. And you're not throwing away money by leasing storage. Their kits come in a variety of sizes with more than 30 colors from which to choose, from adding style to your storage space. If you are looking for a larger storage solution, Mueller's pre-engineered standard series buildings can accommodate almost any need. Whether it's a smaller place for a lawnmower, a place for cars, boats, maybe even an RV, you can have peace of mind that a Mueller metal building will protect those treasures at a reasonable price. You can see all the options at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER to find a location near you. Let's do that in numbers, 877-268-3553. They're Mueller, they're made in America, and they're made to last, MuellerInc.com. I'll have more after this message. All right, Kelly, thank you very, very much. We put a podcast of this uh, program each week up on my website at neilsperry.com. And uh, so if you uh, ever miss the program and and, want to see what you missed, that's the place to go. And I have uh, podcasts of other programs that I do also posted there. So that would would be a place to to look. I hope you'll you'll do exactly that. Uh, Keep mowing your lawn at the recommended height. Uh, letting grass get taller in the fall is not a plan. I hear people say, well, it improves the winter hardiness, and that is basically a bunch of hooey. 
<laughs> for uh, to use polite terms. Um, it does not improve winter hardiness at all. Uh, tall grass gets weak, and that's when weeds move in, and that's uh, it, it, you want to keep it low and thick and dense. And so uh, mow at the recommended height. And as you get that big surge of falling leaves onto your lawn, for that one or two weeks when you get the most of the leaves, I would not mulch them back into the lawn. That's too much organic matter in a hurry. So I would bag those clippings and use them in the compost pile or use them as a mulch beneath uh, shrubs or around perennials. That would be uh, that would be the best thing to do. Uh, I think those cover most of the things that we uh, need to cover at this time. Jared Taylor has run my boards for me, and he's just done a fabulous job. So I uh, would like to commend him, and I'd like to welcome you back next week at this same time. I thank you for listening. Happy gardening.